You are listening to Uno Souls Chat. Each week, we chat with an Uno Soul. They are people that are beacons of light in their community. We want to connect all of us together in hope, courage, and love. Let's get started. Hola, mi gente. This is Philip Johnson, producer with Uno Souls. I'm here with uh, host, Brigida Toronio. Hello, Philip. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Thank you. And um, welcome to Una Souls Chats. Uh, we are a weekly podcast that honors beacons of light in our communities, spotlighting true acts of kindness. Yeah, we really hope to shed light on how we are not alone on our journey and explore ways to help with coping and finding joy along the way. Yeah, and this week, part of that um, is focusing on, you know, not being alone on the journey. It's very topical, actually, which I don't yeah. think either of us realized. Um, but, you know, we've spent the first couple of um, chats this, this month talking about refresh and beginning the new year, 2021. And, you know, looking back on last year and pulling out silver linings. And I know that you... Um, you have been talking about what it means to be alone versus loneliness and how that was especially relevant during, during quarantine and still is going on right now. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm interested to hear more about that. Yeah. So um, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this topic of loneliness versus being alone. And, you know, it's not something that I thought about a lot in my youth um, I really didn't understand that concept. Um, and then I, I got married when I was very young. I was 17. Mm. So I went kind of from being a child at home to being in a marriage and then having kids. And I was married for 32 years. And so I always had somebody at home. Somebody was always there. Um, I think that what happened in some points of my marriage is that I, I did start to understand the concept of being lonely. So, you know, of being in a marriage, having other, another person in my life, in my home, in my space, yet still feeling lonely because the connection had changed with us and and it wasn't it wasn't the same. So I I started to understand this concept of loneliness, uh, and then I got divorced eight years ago. And then my by then my kids were out of the home, already married, and then um, and then suddenly I was by myself, and that's when it really hit me like a ton of bricks, the whole loneliness concept. It was, it was a really um, hard reality. Mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine having, not being alone during that whole period in terms of like, you know, what you said, someone being at home. Um, I think that it's, the other experience is that, you know, when you are in your, you know, 20s, maybe early 30s, you are, you know, 
sort of seeking out or looking for your a partner or your other half or you know, what have you. And there are moments where, you know, you are alone during that period. And I think people go through that at different stages. And for you to go at, to go through that at a stage when you're, you know, farther along in your life is, um, I'm sure it came as a shock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think people, you know, you tra- there are transitions in life. So you graduate from high school and then tra- the tradition is you go to college. So you're going off to college and, and you're going off by yourself. So that's the first experience with, with being uh, without the family members that you were used to having around, even though you might have roommates and such, but, but still you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you, then you graduate from college and you're off at some point with a job and, and maybe moving to another city. So, so there are different opportunities in people's lifetime to transition and, and to have those moments of being by themselves And, you know, I guess, again, anybody sort of handles it in different ways, even at those ages, right? You might not be necessarily a social person and and you're okay with that and you're by yourself and and, or not. Maybe you are feeling lonely at that age. But for me, um, I was 49 years old when that first experience, that transition happened for me. (laughs) So so I was a well-seasoned woman who was used to always having somebody around so so it hit me pretty hard um it, it was a decision that i made and i it was the right decision but um but i still had to you know it took like two or three years to sort of work on this concept um of of loneliness versus being alone and you know to to be alone is okay. I mean, that's what I learned now. You know, it, uh, it, it took me, like I said, a while to figure that out. But, you know, um, but loneliness can definitely cause a lot of different things to happen to a person, you know, from, from physical um, uh, uh, health, you know, like a, a problems with physical health, um, possibly depression, anxiety, you know, maybe um, addictions start to, to set, set in because of the loneliness. And so, you know, I've always been a person who's always like seeking and, you know, wanting to grow. So, you know, I went to a therapist, which I've been to, you know, many, many times in my life, and I'm a true believer in it. Um, and you know, to, to just really starting to, to find people that I felt aligned with in terms of people that I wanted to have friendships with, you know, girlfriends and, and then um, look, looking for different activities to do for things that I enjoy doing, right? So from, um, I remember right after I separated, I took singing lessons. And so that was like, way out of my comfort zone. I mean, when I was little, I, I sang, but, um, and I'd always wanted to get back to it. So that was, that was a new thing. And, and again, a little bit social, right? Cause I had to go to a music school and I had a singing teacher. And so, so that was me taking that step. Uh, I went to a, um, a dance studio and, 
and again, that was out of my comfort zone, and 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 so so I I I really tried to to do things to that were different from what I I guess what I wasn't doing, you know, during during my marriage, and um, and to just seek out people and connections because mm. in the end you know, we are all one humanity. And as, as, as human beings, we, we do look for social connections. Mm-hmm. You know, what really resonates with me and what you just talked about, um, which I know we've mentioned on, on the, in the chats before, is this importance of, you know, allowing yourself to feel your feelings and your emotions and to, and to sit with them and to process them so you can, so you can recognize them, understand them and, you know, treat them more like, like a friend actually, as opposed to like an enemy, because when you dismiss them or, you know, don't, don't explore what that means, um, they come back and then they're not familiar and then you're shocked again. And it's this, you know, process over and over and what you talked about in terms of going to therapy and sitting with your idea of loneliness versus alone I think is is doing just that you know is is a tool that someone can can take as you know let me try this you know don't push away that loneliness feeling or you know even being alone having connected to loneliness because um society tells us that, you know, you need to be partnered, you need to follow this track. And, um, and I think that we are then conditioned to think that we have to do that. And so if we start to feel this idea of loneliness, that's a weakness, that's not a thing that's attached to me. So I don't want to go down that path. But you're right, if it goes unacknowledged and unchecked, it leads, it can lead to some really scary situations that you're not really aware of how you got your, how, how it happened so quickly. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And just, sorry. I, um, I think from there, you also talked about the importance of, you know, being comfortable with yourself, spending time with yourself, finding activities to do. And, uh, and I think that that's sort of like followed in a nice um, pattern. Yeah, thank you, Philip. That's very insightful. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. You know, uh, the um, the whole idea of of emotions, and I think that that a lot of us, you know, for me, definitely, I've been, I've, I've thought that I shouldn't, I shouldn't pay attention to those negative emotions. I need to just stuff them down and. Oh my gosh, I feel angry. Oh my, I shouldn't feel angry. And oh, I'm sad. I need, need to stuff that down. Let me just keep going and, you know, try to forget that that's happening. And, and I, and then I guess I learned that that doesn't work because they come up, you know, if you stuff them down, they suddenly like explode out <laughs> in a, in a really bad way if, if you don't acknowledge those types of emotions. So, so yeah, so that's that's been very important to me. That that that's the other thing I did after, um, after the separation is that I reached out to my meditation coach from 28 years ago, who I have checked in with throughout the years when when there have been difficult moments. And so, um, you know, I had weekly sessions with him also for about six months, 
and to just sort of ground myself, you know, back into this this new new time in my life, and 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 it was very helpful because we, you know, I, I meditation has been important to me, and it's been life changing, and and I was going through a life changing moment, so it was really good to sort of feel that support from the meditation standpoint. Um, and then um, the, the other interesting thing, Philip, is that um, Dr. Vivek Murthy, and I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was the Surgeon General under President Obama, okay. and he's going to be the Surgeon General under President Biden, so that's exciting. And he, um, he wrote a book called Together, and why social connection holds the key to better health and higher. Can we see it? Perform. Um, no, we cannot because we cannot find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from the time I read that, in, which was like April, maybe April, May, it was right around the beginning of COVID. And I moved two months ago, so I can't locate it. So I'm sad about that, but um, but you can it was, put it in the description. Yes, I will. But it's really it was really so eye opening, and I don't think he wrote it because of COVID. You know, I mean, this was already his intention to write this book on loneliness, which um, you know he sees it as this global health issue. You know, it's he calls it a, a silent epidemic that um that has been going on just just for the you know for just a very very long time and and that it really just exploded now it has exploded during this time of of covid and and the lack of of social connections and the social distancing that that we um that we have to have in place you know but um it was just a very insightful book. He's done a lot of research on this. He worked on a lot of almost like experiments, you know, with different people. There are some great stories in the book about um, how they, they worked on, you know, different people in different situations um, and, and how they were able to get them to a place where they would perhaps go to a senior adult center where they would have other people that were their age and they, you know, they were, there was a facilitator who helped them with activities and there was a chance to have a meal and share it with others. So, so that's an example, you know, of, of what was happening pre COVID. And, and so, you know, then you put the, the COVID restrictions in place and it, and it's become very challenging. Yeah, what was the name of that book again? Could you say it? Well, the very first, I mean, the, the major word to it is together. Okay. Together. And then there's sort of a subtitle, a long subtitle, but it's, it's, a, it's called Together by Dr. Vivek Murthy. Ah, okay. Just in case anyone wanted to write it down quickly. I, um, you know, I think that doing those readings and, and, you know, expanding your mind into the type of research that that's in that book is, is a really great tool for people who are looking for something. I also think that, you know, just if you, if you can just to raise your hand to somebody to say, Hey, 
I'm not feeling great. Like, can we just talk, you know, not about anything in particular, just start with the weather and go from there. And it's sometimes it's hard when you're feeling those feelings to even say that. So I would encourage people to be aware of, of friends and family in your network that especially during now, meaning, you know, quarantine isolation periods um, where you know that they either do live alone or they're, or they're, you know, elderly um, to make more of an effort to call them, check on them, send a message, send an email, whatever that is. And, um, you know, I've certainly been doing that and people have been doing that for me, which is, you know, it feels really comforting. And even though we are being socially distant, um, you can still find moments of connection like that. Yeah, that's, that's very important. It's very true. I mean, to just really get that message out of, of reach, you know, reach out to others and, and, um, and I think that, you know, it's, it'll be a huge message that everybody can do that. And for me, also, that, that whole idea of, of reaching out to others was very difficult for me, and especially in the sense of needing actual help. You know, I've always thought, you know, I, I need to do this by myself. It's going to be, I'm showing weakness if I'm asking people for help. And so, uh, so it's something that I was working on pre-COVID. Um, in January of 2020, I got the flu, and and I got tested, and it was type B, and I don't know if it had COVID as part of it, <laughs> but it was the flu. And um, and so I I was just I I could not function. I mean, I was really sick. And so then that's where I finally realized, Prashida, it's okay if you ask for help. I needed somebody to help me get a prescription. And, um, and if they could possibly bring some meals. And I mean, just even right now, me repeating this is really hard. <laughs> it's really hard for me to say, I needed someone to help me. It's just, it's, it's just so hard. But it's something that I've that I've continued to work on that, that it's okay. Because, you know, if anybody asks me for help, I am, I would be so honored to help them. You know, I, I would feel like, Oh my gosh, they want me to help them. Of course I want to help them. So it's interesting how hard it is for me to think the other way around. Like, why would anybody want to help me? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to allow yourself to feel vulnerable. And, um, and I think that, you know, you have done that. And you did that in this chat. And I just I really thank you for sharing everything that you have shared. And, Mm -hmm. and you've been vulnerable in the process. So you know, it's, um, it's a constant practice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, you know, I think that um, as we move forward, I think, that it's important, again, like you said, for people to know that that it's okay for them to reach out, and it's important for all of us also to to talk to our networks, you know, and and check in with them, and um, and for people to know that there are some some ways to move away from the loneliness, um, be it through professional means, you know. Uh, a therapist, a coach, um, be it through 
walks in nature, um, meditation, movement, you know, uh, you know, running, exercise. Um, right now, I think th- those are important things to remember to maybe everybody makes a list of some of their favorite things that they used to do and that they would like to try again or things that they feel like, oh, I'd like to explore this. And right now there are a lot of options uh, virtually that people can do until we're actually able to get together again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll share two of my favorite things really quickly um, before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just think breathing for 10 seconds with intention in and out I have found to be very helpful in centering mm-hmm. if you're in between things or if you're just feeling like very scattered mentally. I've come back to that a lot. That's been, that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. And another thing is someone gave me this tip once of, you know, when you're in the shower and you're washing, um, just imagine that you're rinsing away that stress or rinsing away that those negative thoughts or whatever may have happened to you and just choose to use that time as a reset. And that's also been helpful. And, you know, those are things you can do quickly that, you know, you don't have to commit to running outside or, yeah. you know, <laughs> a long sort of thing. Um, you can just find that time. Those are activities that you're doing anyway, breathing and showering. So yeah. just bring some of that intention in. That could oh, be helpful. I love it. Those are great suggestions, Philip. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening and um and I honor the light in each of you and, and, and you, Philip. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Uno Souls Chat. Uno Souls Chat is sponsored by Uno Translations and Communications, LLC. You can find us at www.unosouls.com. I would love to hear from you if you would like to chat with me. Please contact me at bteruno at unosouls.com. Have a beautiful week and see you at the next episode.